Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have a stupid joke. Okay. What do you call an owl magician? Oh, gosh. Houdini. Houdini! <laughs> <laughs> Got it! That's funny. (laughs) Okay, and I have some embarrassing moments. This one is just... uh, It was around 3 a.m. and I was watching an episode of Gotham with full concentration and earphones plugged in my ears. I had the volume turned up so high that all I could hear was an ongoing conversation between the Penguin and Gordon. Generally, I liked watching TV with all the lights off and munching chips as it gives me the feeling of sitting in a movie hall and watching a movie while eating popcorn. I'm usually the last one to go to sleep, um, so it's my responsibility to make sure all the lights are out. But this particular night, I somehow forgot to turn off the light in the dining hall, which is placed next to my room, hence difficult for me to realize that the light was actually on. So I was watching with full attention when I felt a bit uneasy and I had an urge to look back. Mind you, it was completely dark except for the light coming from my laptop screen. I turn my head, looking slowly toward the door, and I see a white apparition looking at me. I screamed at the top of my lungs and jumped off the couch, threw my laptop aside, and hid myself under the covers. Then somebody switches on the light in my room, and I hear my mom ask me, Why are you hiding in the covers? I've been calling you since uh, for the last five minutes. What's happening? I come out of my hiding spot, look at my mom, and it dawns on me the person, or should I say the spirit, was none other than my mom. She came to ask me whether she should turn out the lights of the dining room or not. She had been calling me the last few minutes, but thanks to my earphones, I couldn't hear a single thing and mistook her for a spirit. In the meantime, my father also came downstairs, and I explained to my parents what really happened. They had a hearty laugh while I was staring at them like a like a complete idiot. My cheeks went red with embarrassment and I cursed myself for showing such stupidity. <laughs> oh, I should say these are um, embarrassing moments with your parents or like oh. older people. Okay. Uh, when I was in ninth grade, I had a huge crush on a girl who was in the eighth grade at, at the same school as me. Somehow, with the help of friends, I managed to get her landline home number. Since the day I got her number, I used to dial her landline number from my landline number. Whenever I had the luck of her answering the call, I used to listen to her angelic, Hello? 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 (laughs) Thankfully, she didn't have caller ID on her landline, so I happily continued this practice for quite some time. Not frequent enough to encourage a complaint. Uh, We had two phones in our house for the same landline number. One was in the hall, and the other was in my parents' bedroom. One day, I came back from school and decided to give her another blank call. After listening to her voice for four to five seconds, I disconnected the call. To my horror, even after pressing the disconnect button on the phone, the call didn't get disconnected. I tried and tried and tried, but I was not able to cut the call. My crush hadn't cut cut the call either. So after trying to disconnect the number multiple times, the reason hit me, and I literally froze. 
When I turned back, I saw my mom on the other phone, and she had it to her ear. She was listening to the entire one-sided conversation. I immediately folded my hands and begged her to cut the call. But she covered the headset and asked, Who is she? Shall I tell her your name? <laughs> Such a mom thing. All right. By this time, I was begging her with my hands and feet to please cut the call, and I'll tell her the truth later. Finally, she agreed. After give me, giving me a long lecture, she blackmailed me into buying groceries for the entire week myself, and in return, she wouldn't tell my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Shall I tell her your name? <laughs> <laughs> so obvious you want her to know who you are. <laughs> Okay. When I was five years old, and my my dad had recently bought a CD player for our TV, uh, there was just a computer in my home before then, but no one in the family was allowed to touch it as it was in my dad's office. So he gave me the collection of some CDs, which I used to listen to all day long. I used to close the ROM, play a full song in full volume, and start dancing. The volume was heard in each and every room of my home. Those days were lovely. One fine day, I was browsing through my dad's cupboard and found some CDs. Some were music, and some were movies, and others had no name or anything written on them. I was interested and decided to play it. Since the player was capable of adding three CDs at a time, I left two music CDs and added one of the unknown CDs. The player took some time in scanning, so I went to the washroom, just adjacent to the room, until the scanning was complete. I knew the loud playing song would call me soon. Suddenly, sounds started coming from the TV that you could hear throughout the whole house. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I got confused and suddenly came out of the washroom and there, there on the TV was an adult movie right in front of me ruining my childhood. <laughs> my mom came running in the room too and saw just what I did. She immediately turned it off, but that day I heard the longest lecture of not touching elders' stuff at home. Most embarrassing moment. <laughs> <laughs> this one's great. My firstborn was three at the time, and my dad was babysitting while my husband and I went out for the night. When we returned home, my dad had a firm look on his face. He used, to, he used that low, serious tone and told us to sit down. I hadn't seen that look in quite a few years. My husband and I looked at each other and I couldn't recall anything that would make my dad upset. My daughter was, was the stars and moon for him, the same as when I was young. His demeanor changed into grandpa as he called, for my, called my daughter into the room. He sat her beside him and in front of us told her, show grandpa what you showed me earlier. There was a notebook paper in front of them and I was still confused. Is she going to draw a picture? And what could she draw that would make him so upset? Now you have to understand that my daughter is extremely smart and observant and an early learner. She now has her PhD in communication. She scrambled down in front of the coffee table and takes the notebook paper. She pretends to roll a smoke and mimics to perfection right down to licking the paper to seal it. <laughs> Oh no. When <laughs> did she see this? My mind is racing. I know I haven't done anything like that in front of her. 
Like any young couples, we had get-togethers and a few parties, but always careful not to let her see anything, or so I thought. After she finishes, my dad uses his sweet pawpaw voice and tells her to go back to playing. She hops off, happy to have shown us what she had done. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I'm in shock and seriously thinking I'm going to get a spanking. <laughs> I felt like a teenager who just got caught. My dad is and always has been my hero. He's a big, strong truck driver, always smiling and so wonderful to be around. Growing up, we were rarely punished by him, so when you got in trouble with him, you knew it was serious. We both sat there while he lectured us and promised that we would be more vigilant in the future. His grandbaby better not ever see that again. <laughs> Grandpa was pissed. Fuck yeah, he was. <laughs> He's like, you guys sit down. Okay, next one. Last night I was trying my my hand at writing. I was searching for a topic to write about it. I was, oh, it was two by then, and everyone was already asleep. I just don't know why the heck I got this idea, but I started writing a love letter to my crush. It wasn't to be sent, though. I started writing, mentioned every little point, why I liked him, points like, without you, I won't make it out alive, and oh other God. nonsense. <laughs> they were obviously young. Yeah. <laughs> I had already written six sheets in a notebook. Jeez. When I realized, uh, I didn't realize when I fell asleep, I still had the notebook in my hand. The dumbest thing was that I already mentioned his name in the letter. This morning I woke up only to find my mom with my notebook scrolling something in my phone. I almost had a mini heart attack. While searching for a place to hide myself, I told her, Mom, it's just a story. Fiction, Mom. She shouted, saying, well, who the heck is Mr. X also in your contact list on your phone? Me, they're two different people, Mom. <laughs> Whew, last, uh, by chance, she didn't take note of my messages. Hail God. Her. Uh, now your dad will handle this. Then my dad arrives and asks what's happening. My mom hands him the notebook and leaves. He took around 10 minutes to read it. I was totally convinced that, that I'm going to be beheaded. I gained some strength and followed. Dad, it's just a work of fiction. Yes, that's why adult supervision is required. Utter silence follows. Dad returns the notebook to me and says, Good work. Continue. I want to read the climax as well. Probably the most embarrassing moment of my life by far. <laughs> Let's see you finish that without thinking of me. Okay. While finishing my graduate degree, I was living alone. One could say it was the quintessential bachelorette dream. With dating apps becoming more prevalent, I was definitely enjoying the influx of dates I was having, as well as the growing notches on my bedpost. Ah, yes, life was grand. Until it was time to start paying off my student loans, and I had to move in with my parents. The move absolutely decimated my dating life as entertaining members of the opposite gender in my room, in which I shared a wall with my parents, would most likely be frowned upon. One night, I was aimlessly swiping through one of my plethora of dating apps and came across Brent. Brent was a charming lad who was slightly younger than myself, but clearly had an old soul behind his stunning blue eyes and boyish figures. Fig yeah, figures. 
Brent and I headed off fabulously over tapas and drinks at a local watering hole. When we wrapped up, we decided to continue things back at his place, obviously. We cracked open a bottle of bubbly, which was followed by a bottle of white. Brent and I effortlessly lost ourselves in some wonderfully engaging conversation, and before I knew it, we were immersed in a full-on makeout session. We had just made our way to Brent's bedroom when we were startled by violent banging on the front door. Who the heck could that be at 2 a.m.? Brent asked, bewildered. Bang, bang, bang! We heard Brent's roommate scurry out of his bedroom and down the stairs to assess the situation and listened intently to figure out who in the world would be causing such a ruckus at this ungodly hour. Brent's roommate scurried back upstairs and gently rapped on the bedroom door. Hey man, is someone named Kristen here? Her parents are looking for her. Oh my God. What the fuck? Horrified. I jumped out of bed, straightened my blouse, and ran down the stairs to find my pajama-clad mother and father impatiently waiting for me. We were so worried about you. Where have you been? Oh, my God. We had no idea where you were. They squawked furiously. Mortified, I assured them I was okay and that I was with my friend, Brent. Brent stepped up nervously to introduce himself and apologize for losing track of time. Some gentleman you are, my mom said, not having one... Uh, not having one bit of his meek apology. I shooed my parents out the door while expressing my own remorse to Brent. Turns out my mom woke up and decided to check if I made it home after my date. Upon finding that I had not yet returned, she used the Find My iPhone app to pinpoint my location and came to my rescue. <laughs> I have yet to hear from Brent. Most embarrassing date ever. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yes, but imagine if it yeah. wasn't such a nice person... And you were tied up in his basement. Yes, exactly. Then she would have fucking saved your life, so. And you would be thinking totally different right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I would die. I would, oh my God. Especially in their pajamas, like, you can't put on a pair of jeans. Are you serious? Oh my God. <laughs> okay. And how they know how to use the uh, find my iPhone? I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. know how to do that. I know. I don't know. It was, she probably taught him how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this cool new thing. <laughs> oh, God. That's funny. Okay. This one isn't that great, but I could see it being embarrassing. When I was 13, during one of the summer vacations, my dad and his five brothers decided to spend a month in my grandmother's house along with their families. Each family had at least five members each, so there were around 30 people living under one roof. I know, right? We enjoyed our vacation with our cousins, who were almost the same age. During this time, the elders thought it would be fun for us all to rent videotapes of famous movies and watch, which we did every afternoon. One day, though, my uncle brought this movie, The Last Emperor, which was a popular movie with that cute kid who acted as the last emperor of a Chinese kingdom. So all of us sat in, a lar- in the large hall, and the video began. We were eagerly waiting for the little guy to appear, but instead, what came on the screen were topless women. <laughs> Scores of them. They were running here and there in every scene, at first, my parents and the other elders were laughing to make, the light, make light of the situation. We, the kids, were thinking, what the heck, and giggling. The movie progressed, and the scenes got bolder and bolder. Still no signs of a little emperor or any character in that movie. 
Confused, my dad went to the VCR and stopped it from running. Then he took the tape out to check, and it was The Lost Empire. The video rental guy had obviously given the wrong tape. Thoroughly embarrassed, my uncle was smiling stupidly, and everyone burst out laughing. Then, turning to us, my uncle sternly announced that the video session was finished for the day. He sent us outside to play while he went to the video rental shop to give the owner a piece of his mind. <laughs> Needless to say, the incident was the center of discussion for the whole afternoon among the kids. <laughs> and I bet it was. I bet they yeah. had a great time oh, that day. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. I was about 14 and a young male deep into early puberty. My mom took me shopping for school clothes, and we were at the mall trying on different clothes. We went into a new store, and my mom asked the store associate to help us. The store associate, a stunningly beautiful girl who was a few years older than me, was very helpful. Being a young teen in early puberty, if the wind blew, I became excited. Well, I'm trying on some new pants, and I run into the challenge of trying to hide my excitement before leaving the changing room, and I settled on the straight-up approach. As in, I would position my excitement straight up the middle. <laughs> now, mind you, I hoped things would quickly settle down, but that was not the case. As the incredibly attractive associate and my mom were examining the fit, my mom notices the bulge and said, What's this? <laughs> oh my gosh. You would think that would be the end of it. I was not so lucky. My mom and the associate both bent down to take a closer look. Oh my god! My mom proceeded to press on the bulge repeatedly, (gasps) thinking there were extra clothing in the way, and trying to get rid of it. Oh my gosh! I was so shocked and embarrassed, I tried to pretend my mom was entirely correct that there was a strange bulge in my clothing. slightly older than me and very attractive associate was giving a wonderful oh my goodness smile the entire time while staring at my bulge from a foot away (laughs) my mom eventually gave up and said we should try on some other pants as these didn't fit right i don't believe my mom ever realized what really happened that day even though the store associate certainly did at the time how could she not know seriously your mom is dumb oh my god so dumb Touching it? What is this? What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, your mom's dumb. When oh Peyton God. started going through puberty, I made a point never. Yeah, I look dead. I'm no that longer way. helping you with your pants. Yes, that, I'm not. That's no. your. That's your no. department now. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> okay, next one. One Saturday evening, my dad returned from the office with a plan to watch a Hollywood disaster movie. He rented a DVD from a shop nearby and asked me to play it. I turned on the player, pressed open, put the DVD, and pressed close. I handed over the remote to my dad. All eyes glued on the TV screen now, me, mom, sister, and dad. The movie starts. The guy was sitting alone in a room. After a few minutes, a lady entered, sat beside the guy, and they both started chatting in a language we couldn't understand. Unusual, we thought, and started waiting patiently for a dinosaur or a blast or an earthquake to shake things up. Nothing's happening. Five minutes, 10 minutes, they're still chatting. What the heck is happening? 
Then finally, my dad angrily took the remote and pressed the fast-forward button. Within a few seconds, the lady and the guy got undressed and started kissing, touching each other, and other obvious things, all in fast mode. Shocked, stirred, and embarrassed, we all started looking for a place to hide ourselves. <laughs> Dad started pressing random buttons on the remote hastily in order to try and stop the damn thing. Finally, he pulled the plug out of the wall. Whew! <laughs> After that, we all ate dinner and went to sleep. <laughs> Nothing to see here! Normal day! Go to bed! <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. While I was out walking the dog, I noticed a neighbor waving at me through their living room window. How nice. So I waved back rather enthusiastically. She was washing her window. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Oh, man, I would feel so stupid. (laughs) The lady at the DMV took my picture for the license and registration. Then she asked, body type? Uh, slim to average, I guess. Of the vehicle? Oh! (laughs) She laughs hysterically for three minutes. Now she's telling all of her co-workers, and I can never show my face here again. (laughs) At least that person didn't say, uh, fat. (laughs) That's 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 what I would have to answer. I'd be like, um... Chunky? <laughs> Full figure? I'm more pushing for the cushion. Isn't that what it was? <laughs> more cushion for the cushion. <laughs> I got it backwards. <laughs> pushing for the cushion. That doesn't even make sense. Oh my god. Holy shit. Okay. (laughs) Pulled over to check out a garage sale in my neighborhood. A bunch of folks were sitting out in front in lawn chairs. But as I walked up the driveway, they looked at me strangely. Finally, I realized this was not a garage sale. Just people sitting around in their messy garage. (laughs) Oh, my God. Holy shit. (laughs) I accidentally connected my Fitbit account to my Facebook. Now everyone knows I walked 13 steps yesterday. (laughs) How is that even possible? Hey, maybe it was a Saturday. You don't know. (laughs) Well, dang, I've walked more than that just going to the bathroom and back. Maybe their bathroom is like two steps away and they went like five times. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) When my sister-in-law was a waitress in Canada, she was taking drink orders from a group of Americans. They each ordered a glass of red wine. She suggested that they choose a leader instead. They spoke among themselves, and one man put up his hand and said, I'll be the leader. Oh, my God. (laughs) Good one, Americans. Good. Good one. Making us look great. Uh, I went to the... So (laughs) embarrassing. I know, right? Oh, my God. Don't. You are not a leader. Put your hand down. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so stupid. <laughs> I went to get a haircut today, Barber. So what do you do for a living? Me? I'm a writer. What about you, Barber? <laughs> I'm a barber. <laughs> 
We didn't speak for the rest of the haircut. I'm happy to announce that I shall never be interacting with other human beings again. (laughs) (laughs) And this is my last one. I was at an airport and a TSA agent asked me to scan my license face down. But I just heard, scan your face down. So I put my face on the scanner. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I wish this was a joke, but no, it happened. And the TSA guy could not stop laughing. (laughs) Now I have to go into witness protection. (laughs) Oh, my God. Those are mine. Well, at least when we do something stupid, we know we're not the only one. (laughs) Yes. Okay, I'm going to continue my 50 scary stories. Okay. This one is called Footsteps. So as a youngster, me and my brother were staying up late playing video games since we didn't have school the next morning. It was maybe 3 a.m. when we decided to shut it down and get in bed. My room is at the end of the hall while my brother's was right next to mine. After we shut it off and put the controllers away, we both hear these heavy, slow footsteps coming from the kitchen. The kitchen was the only room without carpet, so they sounded pretty ominous. We gave each other a look, and I called down the hall, Dad? Well, then the footstep sounds trailed back towards our laundry room and stopped. That's also where our basement door is. Well, we knew something wasn't right, so we both started yelling for our mom and dad, and they came rushing to us, all sleepy and confused, and we frantically explained what we heard. My dad goes and checks it out and tells us that all the doors are still locked and closed. There wasn't anything showing anyone was in the house plausible explanation could be that it was just a murderer that broke in and scurried off when we called out but i always wondered what what if it was a murder ghost instead murder ghost that's that would be so scary a murder ghost well no (laughs) well yeah yeah Yeah, but no like if you're somewhere and you and you know nobody's up and you hear heavy footsteps yeah that's Night Visitor My dad told me the story of when he was just out of college and visited friends in California. This was just prior to the Night Stalker killings in the 80s. My mom stayed home because she was not feeling well, actually was pregnant with me. My dad was sleeping on his friend's couch and heard someone walking around. He called out his friend's name, then his roommates, and the walking stopped. He heard a window close after that and then nothing. It's very plausible someone had climbed in the black the back window was in the house and my six foot four 240 pound college football player of a dad scared him off by calling out it's kind of a family dark joke that my dad scared richard ramirez away but my mom hates thinking about it because the dates and location works out that it was very well could have been him in his early years trying it out before he started killing it very well could have been him because wasn't he the one that would just try windows and doors and if they opened, he would go in? Yeah, I think so. So yeah, if they had their window unlocked, fuck yeah, yeah. he would have gone in. Mm. That's fucking scary. I don't leave anything unlocked. Well, and and also at the beginning of Richard Ramirez's killing spree, um, he avoided houses with dogs and men. Mm. Yeah. So that honestly <clears throat> could very well have been him. Oh my God, that's so scary. Ugh. Lock your windows. Yes. I can't even, like, at night in the summer... No. ...put my window up no. with the screen... Hell no. ...just for some fresh air. I can't do that. No. I can't. 
I can't. I I open them during the day. Well, yeah, but, but I then mean, not, at night, yeah. hell no, I close them. It's fucking scary. Yeah. My wife is here. Used to do hospice home care. People who are actively dying see shit. Thing is, it's almost always family or friends who have passed before, angels or demons. Never like a random dog or a kid <laughs> they never met or a plate of spaghetti. The rational explanation, it's cultural. Even if you're not a believer, everyone hears stories about white light and beckoning relatives and angels and demons. So that's what people see when their oxygen levels drop and their bodies are shutting down and they start hallucinating. The explanation that scares the fuck out of me, someone with one foot in this world and one in the next can see things I can't. The scariest one was was a man who seemed totally lucid Normally, dying people don't make tons of sense and will occasionally say something like, My son is here, do you see him? And then back to nonsense. This guy was otherwise in his right mind, except he was telling me about his wife who was sitting at the end of his bed. And she had dyed her hair again, despite him always liking her natural gray. But at least she had on that blue dress she always looked so good in. He had a perfectly rational conversation with her about how he missed her, but the doctor said he would see her soon and not to worry. He wasn't scared. He knew he was a very old man and no one lives forever. Part of me thinks he was just having a different experience of death slash slash hallucination. Part of me thinks he was fucking with me. Part of me believes she was there. I just couldn't see her because I'm not dying. I always worried one day I would be able to see what they saw. What then, huh? Well, and that that irritated me because they're trying to explain it away. Well, your brain doesn't get oxygen and you start seeing stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like they try and explain it scientifically, but they just pointed out that if that was the case, they would see a plate of spaghetti or a random Yeah, they could kid. see anything. Anything. <clears throat> but no, they are seeing what they're being opened to see because they're getting closer and closer to that realm. Yeah. Lock your doors. Mm-hmm. I lived in one of the oldest apartments in the town I was living in. Couldn't sleep one night, but eventually I must have dozed off as I started having an incredibly vivid dream of myself laying in bed. Everything the exact same as in reality. Except my door opened and a creepy old lady started ominously walking towards me. I woke up and freaked out. I always lock my door, but just to be sure, I went and checked it. It was unlocked. What? Oh my god, I got chills. I did too. Creepy. Oh my god, I don't like it. (laughs) And what, was it real? Did she actually see an old creepy lady come in her room? Uh, It sounded like she was asleep, but why was the door unlocked? Why was the door unlocked? In utero memory. When I was pregnant with my first, I had the worst night terrors. One night, I was having a night terror where aliens were hovering over the house and had taken me to the dining room where they laid me on the table and tried to remove the baby from my uterus. Um. I never got back to sleep that night. Never thought of it again until a few years later. My son was now four. We were driving home from somewhere when he pipes up from the back seat. Hey, Mom, do you remember the night the aliens tried to take me from your belly and you said no? The goosebumps were instant, and the husband and I just looked at each other out of the corner of our eyes. Still freaks me out. What the fuck? What the fuck? 
I've got so many chills right oh now. Oh my god, oh my god. I don't I did not like that one. <laughs> I didn't either. Oh my god. <laughs> creepy kids. Ugh. Oh Ugh. my god. Oh my god. That creeps me how out. Can, see, yeah, it's a kid. How are they just going to come up with that? I they wouldn't. Exactly. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Grandfather my grandfather was a truck driver and taught me everything I know about driving, especially in snow. I used to work at a drugstore, and one night I was closing another store in our chain, and we had a snow squall that unexpectedly dropped a few inches of snow in our area. I wasn't very familiar with the area, and I had my mom's car, so I wasn't used to the car either. The snow was still coming down, and I couldn't see, so I was creeping home and panicking as I saw cars spinning out all around me. All of a sudden, I saw a light in my passenger side view mirror, and I turned my head, and sitting in the passenger seat, plain as day, I saw my dead grandfather. Oh my god. I heard him say he knew that I wasn't freaked out by a little snow, and then I heard his voice rattling off all the things he taught me about driving in the snow. I looked back towards the road, and then he was gone. It was a calming experience when I saw him. It was more, okay, Pop's here, I'm okay, instead of, oh my god, you're supposed to be dead, what the fuck. (laughs) And I stopped panicking and got home without a problem. It was most likely just my brain, eyes, whatever, playing tricks on me to get me to stop panicking, but to this day, it still freaks me out. Yeah, that's freaky. It's kind of nice, though. It is, yeah, it is, because, like, it was a helpful, calming thing, too, so. Evil laughter. Me and my family woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of manic laughing. Like evil manic laughing. All what? of us All of us heard it. Oh it was God. coming from the attic. No. My dad, being not superstitious or scared of anything, was white as a sheet. Oh my god. He pulled the attic ladder down and went up to find an old dairyly cow alarm clock that had faulty sound randomly going off. Don't believe any supernatural activity made it go off. Just hearing a manic evil laugh in the middle of the night from the attic made us shit ourselves. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. That would would be so scary. Oh my god. (laughs) I would would leave. I would never go back. (laughs) Well, it would just keep happening because... I, I'm not going yeah, up to the attic I'm, to check oh it. Oh my god! Could you imagine sitting there? It just keeps going off. Oh my god! No. I would. Oh my god! That's so scary. <laughs> oh my god! Someone watching me from the woods. No. <laughs> One time, I drove back to college after Christmas, but before the winter break was over, so I was the first of my roommates to get back to the house we were renting. Our house was in a pretty isolated spot on the outskirts of a town in upstate New York. I pulled into the driveway behind the house, went to the trunk, and grabbed one of my bags, and then ran inside because I had to use the bathroom so badly. I'd been on the road for over five hours. I was inside the house using the bathroom for maybe five minutes. Afterwards, I went back outside to get the rest of the stuff from my car, and there were footprints in the snow all around it. Now, as I said, I was alone in the middle of nowhere. The only set of footprints should have been mine from when I'd gotten out of the car on the driver's side, walked to the trunk, and then walked to the back door. Yet now, there were another set of footprints circling the car and then leading into the woods at the back of the property. It appeared that the footprints were originally had originally come from the woods as well. 
I had left my trunk open when I was inside because I'd assumed I was alone and nothing had been taken. But someone had seen me arrive, come out of the woods, circled my car, and returned to the woods. I grabbed the rest of my shit, locked my car, ran into the house, and locked the doors. What the fuck is that? I don't know, but that is creepy as that fuck. Is, I mean, why? Why? What? What? I don't know. Oh my gosh, that's scary. How many more should I read? Uh, you've only been doing it for like 15 minutes, so... Oh, maybe another five minutes. Mountain Cottage. Moved into a cottage on the mountain. My backyard was a tree line. The moon lit everything so beautifully well, it hardly seemed like night at all. I began having recurring dreams. It was the same dream every single time. In my dream, I would see myself laying asleep in my bed, and then it switched from third-person view to first-person view. In the dream, I awoke to a whispering female voice. The thirst hit me. In the dream, it was unbearable. I would climb out of bed, open the French doors, and head to the kitchen sink to get a glass of water. As I neared the sink, the voice would get louder and louder, but I still couldn't make it out. It was as if it were a foreign language, but not one that I had heard before nor since. Then, standing in my kitchen and looking out the window right above the sink to the tree line in my backyard, well lit by the moon, the voice suddenly became clear. She said, The devil is in the woods. At this point, a shadow darted quickly behind the tree line. I would then wake up from my dream, standing in my kitchen in the exact spot that I was in the dream. This happened almost every week for the entire duration of time that I lived in that house. It also always happened close to or right at 3 a.m. Oh, hell no. That is creepy. If I woke up somewhere other than my bed, I would freak out. Me too. Like, what the fuck? I don't know what I would do. That is scary. Especially... If you've never sleepwalked before, mm -hmm. and you're having a dream where you're doing that, and oh no, that's yeah. creepy. Ghost mom. I remember one time as a child, I was home on a on a Saturday morning. For a bit of context, back then my mom would usually go into work on Saturday mornings and be home usually by 12 p.m. Now back to the story. I was sitting on the couch watching TV. Time started approaching 12, which meant that my mom was almost home. I very vividly remember hearing a car door close, hearing the car lock, and my mom walking into the house calling my name. When I got up to go greet her, there was no one there. Still mm. creeps me out. Oh, weird. That is weird. I wonder if our brain sometimes we expect to hear something that we hear every day. Yeah. You know? Sometimes I think that, but... I mean, how powerful is your brain to to do that? I mean, if you were like half asleep or something, I could maybe see, but no. no. The window. When I was younger, my older cousin lived with us for a bit because she was having behavioral problems at home. My parents had to go at night to pick someone up from the airport, so they left my brother and I with her. My brother and I were both in bed in my room at this point, I think it was a school night, and she was up in the other room doing homework or something. But she finished up, so she comes into my room to lay down with us, but as soon as she opens the door, our house alarm starts going off. She quickly shut the door and came over to tell me to be quiet before going back 
to hold the door closed since it didn't have a lock. My brother, who's older than me by a year, then woke up very confused about what was going on. So the alarms going off were all scared out of our minds and we can't even call for help because her phone was taken away and we were too young to have one. Our only option is to get to one of the landlines, one in the kitchen and one in my parents' bedroom. So we all get ready and at the same time we all run to my parents' room and lock their door. My cousin checks their bathroom and closet to make sure no one is hiding in there before calling my parents to let them know what's happening. They say they're only two minutes away, so don't worry. But let me tell you, those were the worst two minutes of my life. After all is said and done, we find out through the alarm company that the window in my parents' room is what tripped the alarm. What? And that's the room we moved to. Oh my god. To this day, my parents are convinced she was just trying to sneak in a boyfriend or something, but I'm certain someone was trying to rob the place, or worse, and got scared off by the alarm because of how completely terrified my cousin looked. Oh my god. Creepy. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> okay. That's what this one's called. <laughs> Personally, I've had an extremely strange experience, and I don't know whether to chalk it up to my 12 year old brain at the time or if it actually was of the per- paranormal nature. My best childhood friend used to live in this house that was technically two houses merged into one, both were very old. The first night that I ever slept over, he told me about how a woman who lived in one of the houses lost her mind one day and drowned her children in a basin in the back many years ago. It was around 4 a.m. and I woke up in the middle of the night needing a drink of water. I came out of his bedroom, passing the staircase that leads to the second floor on my right, and walked out into the kitchen. On my way back to his room, for some reason, I stopped dead in my tracks at the foot of the stairs which I hadn't really been looking at in my haste to make it back to his room. I turned my head to look at them, and instead of a staircase leading up to the second floor, there was a set of stairs going downwards on an intense angle into what looked like nothingness. It was pitch black. Mm -hmm. I stood there for what felt like 20 minutes, just gazing into the abyss that was before me that wasn't there before. My brain didn't even register it as a register it as strange that's when i heard an ear piercing i mean it sounded like it came from inside my head woman's voice screamed no needless to say i looked i booked it back to his room and i haven't really said anything about it since it happened the weird thing is that i can remember it like it was yesterday even though so many years have passed and i've probably forgotten about more important events since then that's creepy This is my last one. Haunted living room. A couple of weeks ago, I was laying in bed trying to go to sleep and I hear my TV come on. I lay in bed a few few seconds hoping to hear my fat ass cat jump off the coffee table. I get up and go out to the living room and said fat ass cat is posted up on a table by the window and nowhere near the TV remote. The way my house is set up, my bedroom is behind the living room, and my living room TV is perpendicular to the wall, not parallel. So I walk up to the back of the TV, and right when I get next to it, it shuts off. Glow of the screen disappears, sound stops. I am 100% freaked the fuck out, so I unplug it. I go lay back down in bed, my heart is still going thump, 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 and I'm trying my best to pretend everything is a okay. So I lay there 
a few more minutes, and then I hear more goddamn noise from the living room. I am so freaked out, I get my stun baton out to go check out the new noise, because I might be able to tase a poltergeist. I poke my head into the living room. The TV definitely isn't on. I listen for a few seconds and realize this noise is coming from my laptop. The laptop I haven't opened in probably two weeks. I lift the lid on it and... What? What is that? U-Torrent? It's probably an app. Oh. U-Torrent <laughs> has decided to open itself and start running pop-up ads. I mute the laptop, go back to bed, and lay in bed awake until 4 a.m. In the morning, I'm texting my boyfriend about it. He does so. He does some Googling. Turns out almost dead TV remote batteries can send garbage signals that the TV will interpret as the on signal. I've had my TV since 2011 and the remote still has Vizio branded batteries. I still don't have a good ex- explanation for the laptop. That's creepy. Mm. Just a bunch of stuff starts coming on. Yeah. Okay. I have um, people's most terrifying experiences. So... Might be paranormal, might not. Okay. I was playing with my friend at a playground near my house. It was around dusk and we had been there for about an hour when we both stopped and immediately sprinted back to my house without saying a word to each other. Turns out that we both had the same dark, terrible feeling in our gut and knew we had to get out of there. The next morning we went back and found a cat head on the playground, just the skull and fur, nothing else, no brain or eyes or anything. We think it might have been a mountain lion as they are prevalent in our area. It's hard to explain that awful gut feeling, but I've never been so scared without being in any noticeable danger in my life. Hmm. Now, see, I've never felt that before. Well, hopefully you've never had to feel it. Yeah. And that's just it. Next one. This is pretty silly, actually. When I was a kid, I had a Barbie that came with a little baby. This baby unsettled me for some reason. Something about its face was spooky. One day I stopped playing and turned to walk out of my bedroom, but something compelled me to go back and turn the baby's face away from me first. I went to the bathroom, came back, and the baby's face had somehow turned back to its original position facing me. Understandably, I had an absolute fit. I cried to my mom and she told me that she had gone into my room and moved the doll, but (laughs) later admitted that she lied to stop my hysterics. Oh my gosh. We hid the blasted thing, but it would emerge every couple of years. Yeah. I think it's funny now, but I still wonder. Yeah, I wouldn't think it's funny. I wouldn't think it's funny. That's creepy. And why just the baby? I don't know. Weird. And if it was a Barbie, they said a Barbie, right? A Barbie that came with a baby. Yeah. Little bitty. Teeny tiny little. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that so creepy? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Seven or eight years old, year old me visited my grandparents in the countryside. According to my grandmother, she woke up in the middle of the night to her cow's abnormal mooing went outside to check and saw me walking into the fish pond. I did not wake up upon entering the water. She barely pulled me out of the water before I fell into uh, into the deep part of the pond. I was shaking uncontrollably. She carried me inside. It took a half an hour to wake me up. When asked what happened, apparently half-conscious me answered, I was following the pony. Oh, that's freaky. Yeah. When I was in high school, to earn extra money, I went and cleaned my dad's 
boss's office building on the weekends. Most of the time, it was just me in there. Occasionally, someone would be working. Um, it was never full, though. Usually, if anyone was there, it was this one dude. I still don't know what he did there, but his office was way in the back of the building, almost in what I would call a closet. This was a construction company, and they had this big office with a giant table in it where they could spread out blueprints and go over them together. This guy's office was in a closet behind this office. I worked there for years, and as I did, I kind of got to know this guy. I eventually bought myself a Jeep Wrangler when I turned 16, and he was a Jeep guy himself, so we would always BS about Jeep stuff. Honestly, a really cool dude. The one thing that always stuck out to me about this guy is he had this tick. Nothing weird, but noticeable. When he was standing and talking to you, he always stood with his left side facing you with his left hand in his pocket and he would jingle his change in the pocket. Well, this guy eventually died in the office one day, not while I was there, but during the work week. I remember my dad telling me about it and offering to let me go to the funeral, which I did. A few weeks later, I'm in there cleaning and I'm in the blueprint room, but in the room across the I'm not in the blueprint room, but the room across the hall, and I hear the front door open. They had a sensor on the door that made a loud ding noise when someone opened it. So I heard the ding, and I could hear footsteps walking in. So I'm sitting at this desk dusting this person's knickknacks, and I hear that guy's voice say, Hey, Gibby, how's the Jeep running? I'm kind of shocked and just staring at this person in the doorway, left side facing me, and jingling change in his pocket. I'm pretty much frozen in the chair, just staring at him, and he kind of laughs a little. It seemed like he was about to walk away, and I kind of shuddered a second once everything registered in my brain. So I blinked, and when I looked back at the door, he was gone. I walked around the entire office, and no one was there. From that day on, any time I went into his office, I would say out loud, Hey, his name, wish you could see what I've done with the Jeep, or something else like that. Always felt like he was in there still. Dad has since retired from work, and I don't get to go up to the office anymore, but on the off chance I do, I like to walk in that office, which it's a gym now, and say hello. Aww. Next one, working on a school report late at night on the ground level bedroom, in my ground level bedroom, glanced up to stare at my reflection in the glass of the window. I realize it's not my reflection, but that someone is actually staring at me, yeah. watching me from outside the house. Still gives me chills. Yeah, I don't like that. That is... I, I would literally die. I would have a heart attack. I refuse to look out windows at night. I do too. And like people that can just live their life with all their windows open? I can't I'm know. like, what? How? Windows and mirrors. Yeah. Mm. No. Yeah. I will get up in the middle of the night and I will turn my head away from the mirror yeah. on the way to the toilet. It is unsettling. I don't, like, avoid it. I don't care. I, don't, I avoid it. I don't look at myself, but I don't, like, turn my head away or anything. Or I'll turn on the light. Yeah. Then I don't care if I look in the mirror. Yeah. But, no. Not. No. Oh, yeah. Dark room with it. Oh, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. That's creepy. Mm-mm. Okay, next one. Back in 1984, the year I gradu- graduated high school... I took a job working the overnight shift at a convenience store in my hometown in rural Ohio. The town was and is a tiny place, less than 2,000 people, three stoplights, and if you're standing at any of them, you can always see the other two, lol. At this place that they hired, 
that hired me had only begun staying open overnights the weeks early, a uh, few weeks earlier, so most nights I would only see a handful of customers, other nights less. About two months in, I was sitting behind the counter around three in the morning reading a newspaper when a giant Cadillac came tearing into the parking lot and screeched to a halt. The driver slammed the car into park, and to my horror, all four doors opened, uh, popped open and out each of them emerged men in ski masks. In an instant, they, came, they had whipped open the door of the store and entered. Three of the four fanned out and began to sweep through the store, the fourth staying by the counter. Get this, nobody spoke. They moved in silence. After just a couple of seconds, one of the men pointed to the dummy security camera hanging from the ceiling in the middle of the store. And when I say dummy, I mean dummy. It was fluorescent orange with six, count them, six lenses pointing in all directions. <laughs> it could not have possibly looked faker. Shook his head, then all four of them shot back out the front door, dove back into the Cadillac, and tore out of the parking lot. How I didn't absolutely shit my pants, I will never know. So I stand behind the counter for a couple of minutes, shaking while I feel tears of terror and relief running down my cheeks, then walk outside. Standing in the fresh air with the town back to being so quiet, I could hear the stoplight up the street clicking through its cycle. I seriously began to wonder if I had hallucin hallucinated the whole entire thing. The juxtaposition of the ex explosion of activity and terror, immediately followed by a return to an almost dead quiet, finally gave me the giggles, and I soon doubled over laughing, uh, at the incongruity of the moment. That's a lot of big words. <laughs> Finally, I stood straight up, stretched my arms, and said out loud, Well, if you're up there, thank you, God, and turned to walk back into the store. At that very moment, the same car came tearing past the store, shot through the stoplight, and disappeared into the night, never to be seen again. Mind you, all of this was in the service of earning $3.35 an hour. God. <laughs> oh, my God. That is horrible. That's creepy. Like, what the fuck? What were they there for? I don't. I don't know. Maybe they thought they were ninjas. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. They were like practicing. Or yeah, something. That's, that's yeah. Weird. That would be so fucking scary, though. Like mm -hmm. in ski masks. Oh my god. Okay. I was about sixteen and at this girl's house for a hookup type thing. We started getting to second base. When she says, go away, Grandpa. Confused as hell, I asked her what she meant. And she said her grandfather died in the room and in the bed we were doing this shit on. And he tried to join us. Yeah. I noped the fuck out of horny Grandpa's house of horrors and never called her again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I was at a party in high school. Nothing big. Three girls, four guys, and our host's stepbrother and his stepbrother's girlfriend. It wasn't really a party, per se. We were just snacking and watching a movie. Anyway, one moment, the stepbrother gets up and walks into his room. Our host follows out of the room and then comes back saying we need to leave. Apparently, the stepbrother grabbed his gun and told our host that if we didn't leave, he was going to kill us all. It was literally insane. He seemed like a regular dude, and I don't think anyone detected anything wrong. It was scary to see a total 180 like that. Also, the fact that he was unstable and armed. Hmm. What the fuck? I don't know. People are nuts. 
One night, my buddies and I were going for a midnight walk around the roads by the house we were staying at. Since we were under 18, we could have gotten in trouble for being out past curfew, so we would hide behind trees or whatever when a car came by. Well, one of my friends said, why are you guys hiding? No one's going to care or do anything. Well, the next vehicle that passes, everyone hides behind something but him to prove a point. Shortly after that, the same vehicle, a red pickup truck, turns around up the road and heads back in our direction. This time, we all hid and noticed it was the same truck. We figured they made a wrong turn or something, but nope. Every few minutes, the truck would pass by us as we hid, while we attempted to make it back to the house about a half a mile away, trying to find us. At one point, guys got out of, their, of the truck with flashlights and were searching around wood, woods and shrubs for us, but we were about 100 yards away from them. Eventually, we got back to the house, but they still drove up and down the road looking, for, looking a few more times. Whether they were trying to scare some random kids or something worse, I'm not sure. What is wrong with people? I don't fucking... Like, what were they trying to fucking do? Who knows? <sighs> Leave people alone. Mind your own damn business. Oh, my God. I live in an apartment with six of my girlfriends. One day, all of my roommates went to a concert except for me and one other. We went to pick them up, got home around 11 p.m., and ordered pizza. About 20 minutes after ordering, I hear a knock at the door, and I assume it's the pizza being delivered. Instead, it's this random man I've never seen before telling me that he watched us get out of the car and would like to come in and talk to us as we were all beautiful. What the fuck? Keep in mind, it's 1130 at night on a Sunday. He started to angle his body closer to the door, so then my roommate's boyfriend came to the door where he was visibly shocked, uncomfortable, and started to fidget. After telling him to fuck off, we realized he followed us home from the concert. Being a woman sucks sometimes. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Again, leave people alone. That's all you in gotta do. In what world does someone think that... Oh, okay, come in. I mean... I, well, okay. I actually... I might do this next week because I came across... Art, it was stories where normal guys legitimately realized what they were doing were creep was creepy mm. and they just didn't realize it like they yeah, just but didn't coming get it. up to a house <clears throat> well yeah this is extreme yeah like but i mean who fucking knows what's going through people's minds okay i was laying in bed trying to get my daughter to go to sleep and she was refusing to as I was getting more annoyed with her, I asked, why won't you go to sleep? Her response, because those two people are watching us. She pointed to the corner of the room where no one stood. We were alone in the house. I immediately picked her up and spent the night downstairs. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh, creepy! I was babysitting this little kid and we decided to go on a walk. We saw this creepy looking abandoned house down the street. The windows were all smashed. The kid pointed up at the house and asked, why is that man staring at us? I asked, what man? He said, don't you see him? He's inside that house. I just got really freaked out and said we should go back home. We practically ran back to his house. <laughs> Creepy ass kid. I know, right? Uh, visual hallucinations brought on by the wrong combo of psych meds gave me by far the scariest and most unsettling experiences of my life. The unsettling part was losing my reading comprehension skills. Oh, gosh. I know, right? Like your horror story. 
I'd read a comment on the discussion board I was frequenting at the time, and it could say something as benign as, I had a lovely breakfast, have a great day, and I'd read it as, abort, retry, implode, you're a failure, you should die. So I'd write this angry response, ripping the person a new one, and then I'd get these sometimes apologetic uh, responses, what the fuck is wrong with you, <laughs> in, my e- in my inbox, and I'd be totally confused. The scariest was looking in the mirror and realizing I looked evil. I wouldn't say demonic, but the way I was smiling in my eyes. I looked so evil it was terrifying. Kind of like something else had control of my face and I was seeing me, but not me. I know it probably doesn't make sense, but it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I don't like drugs. No. No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next one. Let me preface this by saying I have only told this story to three or four people my entire life and none of them believed me. I am aware I will sound crazy, but I swear to you that this is 100% happening to me. This happened to me when I was 13 years old. Yes, I'm sure I'm not dreaming. I was not dreaming. No, we did not have a gas leak. When I was about 13 years old, I was having trouble sleeping. It was probably 1 a.m. and I was restless, tossing and turning the whole bit. I almost given up and was just starting staring blankly at the wall next to my bedroom door when the door begins to open slowly. Now, we had a cat at this time, so the door not being properly closed and then pushed open by a feline friend would not have been outside the norm, so at this point, I was still calm. By then, I take a closer look into the opening gap between the door and the frame. Through the gap is a man in a black coat of some kind with a white mask over his face who was humming very soft and low. I immediately gasp, trying not to scream, and pull the covers over my face. My heart is racing and I'm listening for anything, any little movement. I don't hear anything, but I begin to hear that humming again, and through my blanket I make out a soft amber light. I decide this change may signal more imminent danger, so I summon all my courage and pull the covers down off my face. He's gone. I look around the room and the man is no longer there. From outside, however, I see that same amber light. I walk slowly, tensely over to the window and peer out. Hanging in the air at the same level as my second floor bedroom window is a little orb of amber light which, although featureless, makes a bounce-like motion that I, and I understand this sounds crazy, took to mean as it acknowledging me. It then moved through the air toward the tree line in the back of our house and disappeared. I still wonder what it is I saw. That's weird. That is weird. It makes me wonder if, like, certain ghosts can shapeshift or, like, turn into different things. Hmm. My uncle and I moved away so he could finish his degree at a more reputable university. Did I say my uncle and I? I think so. That's not right. My husband and I moved away. Where did uncle come from? It's called the uncle's friend. Oh, okay. and I moved away so he could finish his degree at a more reputable university. His uncle happens to live in the same town as the school. We would hang out with his uncle and grill out, watch movies, and play his really nice instruments. Really nice guy overall and someone two broke college age kids could lean on if they needed um, if needed in a town where we knew no one. His uncle's friends started coming to some of our little shindigs. 
All was well with his uncle's friend, except for a few flirtatious comments, which I just shrugged off. He was about 20 years older than me. I was a girl in my early 20s. I thought maybe it was just his personality. I was working in property management, and his friend told me he was looking for a new apartment. Seeing a business opportunity and a chance to help a family friend, I gave him my business card. About a week later, his uncle's friend comes into my office. I was happy to see I was happy to see him assuming he was looking for an apartment. Nope. He proceeds to hand me a three-page typed letter, which is folded, and tells me, this probably is the last time you will ever see me. He turns around and left. No explanation, so I read the letter. The letter basically declared his love for me and stated his intentions to win me over. It said something along the lines of him beating my husband in karate, Also, he went on about how the men in my husband's family are basically damaged and it wouldn't work between my husband and I. He said it was a warning. It was a deranged rambling from a man I encountered maybe four times in my life. Startled at my desk, I told my manager, who I was pretty close with, so he was aware of the situation. uh, That afternoon, my husband and I went to the police station to put the letter on file. Luckily, I had never encountered the guy again. But now I think twice about handing out my business cards. That's weird. It is. It's another one of those, like, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? Well, that, and he's like, he's going to win her over, but then she never sees him again. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck was that he all He probably about? gave her the, the note, thought she would read karate, and come running after him. Weirdo. <laughs> Next one, I moved into a new place in a new country. After a night at the pub, I got feeling I, I got the feeling I was being followed. Turned around, and there was a huge black doll with dog with red eyes glaring at me. I ran home and locked the doors. Then I started getting nightmares about the thing hunting hunting me down. And every time I was out at night, it was getting closer and closer. I put it down to the stress of moving until a friend of mine stayed the night to ease my mind. I found her awake at 3 a.m. looking out the window. The dog was outside. She was pale as a sheet. She whispered, that's a fucking hellhound. In the morning, she she ran out of my house, came back a few hours later with this awful smelling powder and hung it up on the porches around the room and hung it up in pouches around the room with an extra pouch for me to carry. Never have seen the dog again and never had a nightmare about it since. Ooh, that is creepy. That is creepy. That's weird. Well, black dog, red eyes. I mean, that's a hellhound. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean. Yeah. Why? Yeah, Yeah, that's just weird. Yeah. Next one. When my mom was a kid, she had this horrible stuffed clown with a plastic face. One day, my brothers and I brought it home from my grandparents' house. Not sure why, we hated the thing. It was obviously creepy as all hell. And since it was home, it would move from where we put it. You would leave it on a chair, leave the room, come back, and it would be on the bed. We decided to take it and put it in a box and put weights on top of the box. We came back, and it had moved the weights off the box and was sitting in the chair. This was in uh, the basement, so no one would have been able to get it without going down the stairs, which is the way we exited and entered. When we left the room again with it on the chair came back and it was outside the house, staring into the basement window. There's no way it could have gotten out that window or passed us on the stairs. 
When we gave it a book with a pen and left the room, it wrote on the front of the book, it was a kid's book about Houdini, I'll never forget it, the name Mike Staffer, in almost movie-style scratchy scrawls and writing. Most horrifying thing I've ever encountered. We told my parents and they destroyed it. Creepy doll. Scary in the moment, scarier after. I was hanging out in the park drinking with some friends and these three random guys came by and started chatting with us. Mainly me. I was the only guy. I offer them alcohol as I didn't want it. We chat more. They start walking away and and I'm in mid-conversation with the guy. So I start walking with them a bit. And the guy turns to me and says, what are you going to do? Before I knew it, they had met up with other guys behind me and there were six guys around me punching and pushing. I get knocked in the face pretty good and go down. They continue kicking and walk away. I get up furious and break an empty bottle and start yelling things while the girls realize what just happened and surround me and bring me to the closest guy's house. They come back with 20 plus people, girls, guys, and we had already called the cops. Cops catch five, two of the main guys I was talking to. Turns out they had knives on them. Scary slash lucky enough, Nothing worse happened to me except a black eye and a few cuts. A year later, one of the guys goes to prison for murder. Sent a chill down my spine that I was almost in a fight, rather a beatdown, with a murderer. What is yeah, I know, we'll probably say this a million times. What's what wrong? is wrong with people? I know, people are fucked up. It's crazy. Next one, my cousin was staying at our house over the weekend. My sister was good friends with her, and they were set up to sleep in the basement together. Me, being the youngest sister, desperately wanted to stay down there with him, with them. I fell asleep and had the most terrifying and realistic nightmare of my life. They, they went into the bathroom and came out as monsters who told me they, that I had to fall asleep or they were going to eat me. For years, I thought I had actually had that nightmare, and it, scared, it still scared me to think about Last year, my sister admitted to actually doing that, and I found out it wasn't a nightmare, but they had tortured me like that for real. Aww. <laughs> That's mean. That's so mean. <laughs> Next one. This actually happened to my brother two weeks ago in the house we grew up in. My brother still lives there with my grandma. Brother's room is in the basement. In the living room, there's a huge glass sliding door that opens onto our deck with a huge shared court- courtyard behind it. At about 2 a.m., my brother hears the, the door slide open. He's still up gaming or whatever. He yells, hello, and hears a man's voice say hello back, very calmly. Scared, he yells, who is it? And the man calmly replies, John. Well, John, this isn't your house, so you better leave. And John replies, well, it used to be, as he walks towards the kitchen and opens the fridge. My brother assumes from the noises he hears. Mm. Scared, my brother stays downstairs and calls the police. It takes the police over 30 minutes to respond, if you can believe that, and by the time they get there, there's no man in the house or any trace of it. My grandma has owned that house for 25 years. Hmm. That's weird. It is weird. As a child, my dad was a drunk. I, when I first read that, I thought his dad was a drunk child. <laughs> But this kid was a child, and as Uh. the child, as his dad, he was, okay. (laughs) One night, my dad and I, alone camping in a yurt, went four-wheeling at midnight. He was wasted. It was a jacked-up old Ford Ranger. 
being a pretty light truck, when my dad hit the edge of, the, of a cliff on our way back, it was teetering on the edge. My dad told me to get out. I was maybe five or six years old. Truck was stuck, so we had to walk back to the camp. It was about two miles away. Halfway there, my feet got tired, so my dad put me on his shoulders, looking behind him, staring into the green eyes of a giant mountain lion following us. I increase, it, the increase in stature scared him off, and I watched him book it up the mountain. Haunts me to this day. <laughs> Holy shit. That is crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Next one, I worked in a private club at the top of a big hotel. I came in one day, and our linens had just been delivered. All of our linen bags reeked of gasoline. Everyone thought it was strange. It was kind of a slow night, and I was working on the bar side. It has really long hallways. All night long, I kept seeing flashes of a man out of the corner of my eye. When I was bringing dishes back to the kitchen, it felt like someone was walking behind me. I thought it was, I was just being, being paranoid. There were rumors of it being haunted, but it, was, it wasn't the first time I saw something weird. After we closed, I was setting up the bar for the next day's lunch, and my coworker came over to talk to me. He mentioned that he'd kept seeing a man out of the corner of his eye and felt like someone was standing behind him most of the night. I hadn't said anything to anyone about it until he brought it up. It freaked us both out, so we worked together the rest of the night. Turns out that over the weekend, the linen company we used had a truck flip and catch on fire, and the driver got ejected and died. They brought us the bags and linens from his truck without having rewashed them first. Mm-hmm. We found out the next day why the linen bags smelled. Ah! Isn't that creepy? What? So the guy delivering the linens got into this huge wreck, was ejected from the delivery truck, and died. They went ahead and took the, the linens out, didn't rewash them, so they smelled like probably smoke and gasoline, mm. and just gave them to him. And then they started seeing this guy. Mm. Ooh! Creepy. Okay, next one. My dad used to work at an OXO when I was like nine. It's a gas station in Mexico. He worked night shifts, and the store stayed open 24-7. Nighttime in Mexico is when it gets bad and when everyone goes inside, and it is when all the cartels and Marines come out. Marines? It says Marines. It's even capitalized. Hmm. I'm just going to read it. Uh, And if they run into each other, there's a shootout that for sure is going to happen. I'm assuming it's two Mexican cartel gangs, Hmm. rivalry gangs. Uh, well, one night about 2 a.m., three trucks pull up and everybody got out, about 14 men in body armor, gloves, boots, black cargo pants, leaving all their doors open, blasting narco corridors. Okay. It was the Zeta cartel. I remember being scared shitless and our dad just told us to stay quiet. I thought we were going to take my brother. I thought they were going to take my brother since they would kidnap young guys and send them to work for them. And thought my dad was going to have a gun pointed at him since he was the one behind the register. Some of the men waited outside with their M16s and about six walked in with no noticeable weapons and bought a bunch of chips, bread, beer, drinks, soda, candy. I remember expecting them to walk out with all this stuff without paying, but they paid for it all and left, let my dad keep the change. My brother and I then helped them put their bags in their trucks for some reason And when we did, we set them on top of all their grenades, all types of rifles and pistols. (laughs) Then they just got back in and drove off. 
Oh, and there was a guard that worked there at some point, and my brother and I were cool with him. And sometimes we would chill outside, and the guard would mess with us with the payphones that were against the store wall and pretend to flirt with the operator lady. One day he did that while some cartel members were there, and they thought he was calling the people above him to tell him that the cartel was there. So they snatched him up, and we never heard from him again. Ooh, scary. scary. We were driving in the mountains in Colorado with some friends and on our way to a ski lodge in Telluride. Telluride. Okay. (laughs) On the way to our hotel, we were driving up and down these winding roads deep, deep in the mountains, which seemed like forever. It was pitch black outside. It was around 3 a.m. And we had to be at least 45 minutes-ish from the nearest town. It was cold, like see your own breath below 10 degrees freezing cold. As we were driving along, my friends and I all see four figures walking on the road coming towards us. We all get weird feelings inside, but I did especially, and the hair on the back of my neck stood up. Something didn't seem right. We were way too far away from a town, and it was way too cold for hitchhikers or hikers of any sort. We get closer and closer, and as we got right next to the people, we slow down, and we realize they had no faces. Four people walking in the dead of night wearing black hoods and cape-like gowns, and they literally had no faces. And by no faces, I mean no eyes, mouth, ears, just blank, white, pale faces. I'm familiar with ski masks, and these were not ski masks. They had hoods on like something from Scream almost. My friends and I all freaked the fuck out, speeding away, and my toughest, manliest friend of all of us was crying. (laughs) Mind you, he was in his late 20s. It was the most afraid I've ever been, and it still scares me thinking thinking about it. No idea what they were. That no face thing just... That is beyond uh, unsettling. Okay, this is my last one. Coming back from home... No. (laughs) Coming back home from my deployment, I stayed at my parents' house for a few weeks while my late grandmother, who was suffering from severe dementia, stayed in the room adjacent from mine. It was around 2 a.m. when I was awoken by a blood-curdling shriek that lasted for what felt like an eternity, but must have actually been about 30 seconds in just one breath. It turns out she was sleepwalking, tried to enter my room, and slammed herself into the baby gate we had for my puppy. Honestly don't know what was more terrifying, hearing that shriek suddenly in the dead of night or flicking on the dim ceiling lights and seeing her stare at me. Face was decrepit, mouth agape, eyes wide as can be. It makes my blood run cold every time I think about it. That is scary. That is creepy. Oh, poor thing. Oh, my God. Those are mine. All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. Got funny tweets. Okay. My first experience with imposter syndrome was when I was six years old watching PBS and being told that viewers like me funded the entire station. Did you understand that? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just go. Did Hoobastank not know you're allowed to choose any name for your band that you want? <laughs> Holy shit, hell no they didn't. They chose Hoobastank. <laughs> I never even really thought about it before. I know, it was just, that I was just, it. Just who they were. 
I mean, so many bands have weird names. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, Hoobastank's pretty bad. Yeah, it is. I <laughs> wonder how they came up with that. I don't know. The pandemic helped us realize which of the people in our lives were absolutely okay seeing only once every two years. <laughs> Figure skating commentators should be required by law to tell you whether the pair skating are dating, married, exes, siblings, or something else. Oh my god, I totally agree! <laughs> people ask if I do an Indian accent for my parents in stand-up. And the answer is no. Racism aside, my parents' accent is the least funny thing about them. One time when I was crying in public, my mom said, Can you please stop sobbing? People are going to think we're human trafficking you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's another um, accent that I really enjoy. Like, Indian accents oh, when they talk yeah. in, uh, English. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love it. I could listen to them talk all day. Some some I can't stand. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God, shut up. Yeah. But, yeah, I like Indian when the way Indian people talk. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at Hobby Lobby in high school, and they didn't use barcodes for anything, so sometimes I'd ring up $30, whatever, or whatever as, What? 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 Just read it the way it is. Let's see if we can make it out. I worked at Hobby Lobby in high school, and they didn't use barcodes for anything, so sometimes I'd ring up $30, whatevers, as $3 if an old lady told me I had nice skin. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. I think we should have skipped it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. What? <laughs> Who added that to this list? Well, listen to this one. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just know A push students in 2097 gonna be so stressed when they get to 2020 to 2021. What? What? Next. That made no sense. And I know. <laughs> Me. Hey, can we change the indent on those paragraphs? Word. <laughs> I will fucking kill everyone you've ever loved. What the fuck? What, what is going on? Maybe you should have read them. <laughs> I never read them. Tinder swindler is so wild to me because if any man told me my enemies are after me, I need 25k, I would be like, damn, that's crazy. Good luck, though. What? That one made sense to I me. I did not get that. So they're talking about the people, I think they're talking about the people that try to get you to give them money. Oh. Like they say they're some, yeah. they're, you know, yeah. have some kind of issue or whatever. <laughs> So, the Tinder the, t- <laughs> the Tinder swindler is so wild to me because if any man told me my enemies are after me, I need twenty five k, I would be like, damn, that's crazy. Good luck though. Okay, I get that. <laughs> that's me though. Like, yeah. Oh, like, that's sorry sucks. about you. That's later. Super sucks. <laughs> Maybe you should get off the phone. Hate to be you. <laughs> 
not having had COVID yet is starting to feel like a new type of virginity. <laughs> really? It's like, who hasn't had it yet? I haven't had it yet. Uh, I think wood. we had it before. Actually, I think I had it before everyone else I did. I think we did. I think both of us got it. That was like in January of 2020. We both got really sick. Mine was in February. Oh, yeah, because I think I gave it to yeah, you. Yeah, you did. Thank you. <laughs> that was like the worst sick I think horrible. I've ever been. It was horrible, yeah. Was but horrible. I never lost like my no. taste or... Yeah, so maybe it wasn't. It. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Didn't realize I ordered food from the restaurant across the street and I watched my Postmates guy walk it from <laughs> their, their door to my door. A $15, 75-foot walk. I've been waiting 45 minutes. I'm so stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> when will I learn that smoking as much as possible before I go to the airport won't keep me high for my entire <laughs> flight? It'll just make going through security terrifying. Fuck yeah. You get all paranoid. Lose your whole buzz. You're fucked. <laughs> What do your tattoos mean? <clears throat> that I had $200 and no one stopped me? <laughs> oh my god, that's so true. Speaking of, I need another one. I need, I need, you've gotten one way before I did. I need one. My last one was my coffee cup. What did I get? Oh, I got yeah, my... Yeah. That was pretty recent. Um, Maybe a year ago? Maybe. Well, we're both due. I want one over here. Mm. On my wrist. My cousin caught her dude cheating. She put her iPhone in his car and did find iPhone on her son's iPad and found the girl's address. My granny said, you doing all this detective work. Imagine if you went to college and applied yourself. <laughs> That's so easy, though. Granny don't know what she's talking yeah, about. She... <laughs> do children still love being timed? When I was a child, you could get me to do truly anything if you just said, I'll time you at the end of it. Run and get the phone. I'll time you. Grab me a beer, I'll time you. Wash the dishes, I'll time you. <laughs> Say no more, babes, I'm off and running. <laughs> That's funny, I wish I would have used that. My kids are too old now, though. Yeah. They don't but give said a shit. that to Peyton, he'd be like, <laughs> what? Like, okay, well set it to a long time, because you're going to be waiting yeah. forever. Trust my gut? The thing that can't even handle milk? <laughs> Y'all be hating Valentine's Day as if it was the only day of the year no one loves you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just when it's put in front of our face. <laughs> <laughs> My dad just called me to tell me he went viral on Twitter. He was dead ass. I asked him how many likes he got. He said 30. <laughs> That's like us. Yep. We love each I'm and every like, one of them. I'm like, what's wrong with that? There's nothing. That's a lot. <laughs> My last one. A dating app called Unhinged, and we just post all out red flags and see if anyone is still interested. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's great. That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook. Request to join the group. Uh, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen, and we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye. Okay, now I send you embarrassing moments. This one is just. Uh, it's around 3 a.m., and I was watching an episode of Gotham with full concentration and earphones plugged in my ears. I had the volume turned up so high that all I could hear was.
realized that the light was actually on. So I was watching it with full attention when I felt a bit uneasy and I had an urge to look back. Mind you, it was completely dark except for the light coming from my laptop screen. I turned my head, looking slowly toward the door, and I see a white apparition looking at me. I screamed at the top of my lungs and jumped off the couch, threw my laptop aside, and hid myself under the covers. Then somebody switches on the light in my room, and I hear my mom ask me, why are you hiding in the covers? I've been calling you since, uh, for the last five minutes. What's happening? I come out of my hiding spot, look at my mom, and it dawns on me, the person, or should I say the spirit, was none other than my mom. She came to ask me whether she should turn out the lights of the dining room or not. She had been calling me the last few minutes, but thanks to my earphones, I couldn't hear a single thing, and this took her for a spirit. In the meantime, my father also came downstairs, and I explained to my parents what really happened. They had a hearty laugh while I was staring at them like a, like a complete idiot. My cheeks went red with embarrassment, and I cursed myself for showing such stupidity. <laughs> oh, I should say these are um, embarrassing moments with your parents, so like older people. Okay. Uh, when I was in ninth grade, I had a huge crush on a girl who was in the eighth grade at, at the same school as me. Somehow, with the help of friends, I managed to get her landline home number. Since the day I got her number, I used to dial her landline number from my landline number. Whenever I had the luck of her answering the call, I used to listen to her angelic, hello, hello, hello. Thankfully, she didn't have caller ID on her landline, so I happily continued this practice for quite some time. Not frequent enough to encourage a complaint. Uh, we had two phones in our house for the same landline number. One was in the hall and the other was in my parents' bedroom. One day, I came back from school and decided to give her another blank call. After listening to her voice for four to five seconds, I disconnected the call. To my horror, even after pressing the disconnect button on the phone, the call didn't get disconnected. I tried and tried and tried, but I was not able to cut the call. My crush hadn't cut the call either. So after trying to disconnect the number multiple times, the reason hit me and I literally froze. When I turned back, I saw my mom on the other phone and she had it to her ear. She was listening to the entire one-sided conversation. I immediately folded my hands and begged her to cut the call. But she covered the headset and asked, who is she? Shall I tell her your name? Such a mom thing. It's all right. By this time, I was begging her with my hands and feet to please cut the call, and I'll tell her the truth later. Finally, she agreed, and after giving me, giving me a long lecture, she blackmailed me and buying groceries for the entire week myself, and in return, she wouldn't tell my dad. <laughs> That's great. Shall I tell her your name? <laughs> so obvious, you want her to know who you are. <laughs> okay. When I was five years old, and my, my dad had recently bought a CD player for our TV. Uh, there was just a computer in my home before then, and no one in the family was allowed to touch it as it was in my dad's office. So he gave me the collection of some CDs, which I used to listen to all day long. I used to close the ROM, play a full song in full volume, and start dancing. The volume was heard in each and every room of my home. Those days were lovely. One fine day, I was browsing through my dad's cupboard and found some CDs. Some were music, and some were movies, and others had no name or anything written on them. I was interested and decided to play it. Since the player was capable of adding three CDs at a time, I left two music CDs and added one of the unknown CDs. The player took some time in scanning, so I went to the washroom, just adjacent to the room, until the scanning was complete. I knew the lock playing song would call me soon. Suddenly, sounds started coming from the TV that you could hear throughout the whole house. <laughs> I got confused, and suddenly came out of the washroom, and there, there on the TV was an adult movie, right in front of me ruining my childhood. <laughs> Him. You knew it was serious. We both sat there while he lectured us, and 
Dad, it's just a work of fiction. Yes, that's why adult supervision is required. Utter silence follows. Dad returns the notebook to me and says, Good work, continue. I want to read the climax as well. Probably the most embarrassing moment of my life. <laughs>
Yeah, instead.